Hi everyone, I'm Maru, and I'm your host for today's segment on the Chicago DIY scene. I am so thrilled to introduce my next guest. Girl K is a rising indie band based in Chicago that has been making waves in the DIY scene. Comprised of three talented individuals, the band is an independent force that has captured the attention of music critics and fans alike with their positive energy and catchy hooks. Their album, Sunflower Court was released in 2017, and since then, they've continued to showcase their dynamic sound and talent with their latest single, Proven a Star. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with the incredible Kavi Patino, lead singer of Girl K, about her experiences as a musician in Chicago and the creative process that drives the band forward. Despite the challenges presented by the global pandemic, Girl K has persevered in continue to make waves in the music industry. So without further ado, let's hear from Kathy Patino. Can you speak a bit about how you started in music and what drew you to playing the guitar? Yeah, so um, really I think starting from the beginning of my life was my, uh, I have an older sister and apparently like she used to really love to like sing and stuff and like we used to have like a little uh karaoke machine when we were growing up and she used to like just drag that into the kitchen and like sing all day and my parents just told me that like I used to just do whatever like she was doing to try to get attention so um I I started like learning how to sing that way um Cause I, I don't think I was born to be a singer at all, but I like, <laughs> I forced myself to be a singer and like joined like choir in high school and stuff, um, just to try to get better at it. Um, but I didn't really start like writing my own music until I started playing piano, uh, which is around like the seventh or eighth grade, well, actually maybe even fifth grade because I was uploading like super embarrassing YouTube videos of me playing piano and singing um, back then. Um, but I, yeah, I just started like writing songs um, when I was like just messing around on the piano. And then eventually I got a ukulele cause I was like, well, a ukulele is probably a good first step before I play a guitar. Cause it's less strings, um, less, less going on in general. So I learned how to play ukulele. And then uh, one time my friend at the time came over and she was playing guitar. And I was like, what? I can't believe like I know someone who's playing the guitar. So I started playing the guitar and I honestly like none of the instruments that I've learned how to play. I've learned how to play like professionally. I just I just read the chords or like I memorize like the chord shapes. And then, you know, I, I have to have like a guitar tab open that says the chords, but I still have to look it up all the time because I forget. So part of the reason why I, whenever we have to like play a song that I can't remember how to play, like we, we just can't play it because I don't remember <laughs> how to do it. So that's really cool. I like that you mentioned that you were like in choir and kind of like learned through different outlets. How did, how do you feel like being in choir, trying to to improve your skills, how do you think that kind of helped you develop your skills into to now where you can perform in front of large crowds? 
Yeah, I think it was definitely just like always a push to like do something that I really enjoyed. Um, like I, I mean, I wanted to be like a, a pop star when I was like eight years old because I loved like Hannah Montana and Demi Lovato <laughs> and um, and my whole life was kind of just like me being like, oh, I don't have to worry about it because I'm going to be I'm going to be famous when I'm I'm 10. I'm going to be famous when I'm 16. So like I was just kind of like, I'm just going to keep doing this as much as I can so that eventually like it's all I'm doing, I guess. And that's I mean, that's always going to be the goal. But I've definitely like, you know, been more realistic about it the older I've gotten. Um but yeah, just it's it's definitely just helped me get comfortable with um, not only like performing, but also just like performing with other people and and kind of getting used to like you know putting on shows or like you know just kind of like the whole the whole thing because I was in musicals too, so it's kind of like you know the rehearsal aspect, like audience interaction kind of stuff. Like so, I think all of that definitely helped, but I'm. I don't know, I still get nervous. <laughs> I can definitely relate to that as well. Like being in front of a whole group of people, like it's definitely nerve wracking. <laughs> I would I would like ask like if you ever get used to it, but I feel like I I feel like nobody ever does. Yeah, I can't imagine like people who like who just like blow up out of nowhere and then all of a sudden like they went from playing like a 200 people room to like, you know, a thousand people room and I'm just like wow that's a gnarly transition <laughs> yeah yeah because you can definitely notice it right like when when you're performing yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> definitely thinking about like maybe your own inspirations from from like music or bands are there any like specific ones that kind of helped you or like helped influence your sound yeah I feel like I had like some periods like in my life where uh I was I can definitely like remember listening to like different sounds that like took over kind of like what I was what kind of music I was making at the time um so like it kind of started with definitely like uh singer-songwriter songs is kind of like where I I, I started like seeing like myself wanting to be a singer-songwriter like playing piano all the time um and then I just remember like I was always listening to like the Lily Allen or like Regina Spector stations and all of a sudden like um, I think it's like When Did Your Heart Go Missing by Rooney came on and I feel like I don't know why that's like such a like a memorable moment to me but I feel like that was like the first time where I heard like where I, where I like acknowledged an indie rock kind of sound and from there like it developed into me like you know listening to more indie bands and like exposing myself to more of that sound of like, you know, like kind of guitar and like whole band versus like, you know, one person singer songwriter kind of stuff, um, which eventually led me to a band called Group Love, which is like <laughs> one of my favorite bands um, who definitely like inspired like, you know, Girl K at, it, at its beginnings. Like, I think I think even just like, yeah, really like every aspect of Girl K at the start of it all was like directly inspired from group love. And now it's like developed more into 
back into my pop phase because I've been listening to a lot of pop music like Taylor Swift and I really like St. Vincent and Lord. So like just trying to make like, you know, interesting indie pop music that maybe is not like, you know, gonna be on the on the top 100s, but like, <laughs> but it's gonna have pop vibes for sure. That's really cool. I would definitely say that you should be on the top 100. <laughs> like the songs are so fun. They're so catchy. And, you know, like people just want to dance, you know, when you listen to to your music. So I would definitely say that I, I can't wait to, to see you get there. So like seeing people, you know, based in Chicago, growing up doing things like this, it's amazing. And uh, kind of, I think you, you also know Beach Bunny. Um, I you know, one time saw them perform in like an attic in like Logan Square. So like, you know, even even seeing, I think I think you perform in similar spaces. It's amazing to kind of see the progression from, you know, a DIY house in Chicago to, you know, Lollapalooza or things like that. Um, but yeah, I kind of talking more about representation. I was wondering, um, like it's very important in the music industry and Girl K's music and message are undoubtedly influenced by your experiences. Uh, can you speak a bit about how your identity and background have shaped your creative process uh, and the music you create with the band? Yeah, so I definitely grew up in like a white suburban area. Um, so it's always like pretty hard for me to, I kind of like get back in touch with kind of like my Mexican uh, background and culture like both my parents are from uh, Mexico you know they came over here had me my sister so um, and my brother my little brother <laughs> but um, but like none of us really ever like um, got like to in touch with like Mexican culture really um, we went to like Mexico often but I remember like when I was little I was kind of like a brat about it and I was just like I want to go home but like now that I'm older I'm like no I like I want to go back like I finally am just like old enough to like you know really like follow conversation and I feel like you know comfortable enough to like you know not feel like embarrassed for trying to like you know, speak Spanish, even though I definitely have like, you know, a white person accent when I'm speaking Spanish, because I just like didn't get the opportunity to like practice that really. So um, I feel like that's something that's always kind of like uh, been like a, something that I've wanted to do with like music is is really kind of like take some time in my life Um to kind of like really get in touch with like my Mexican background and like just kind of like uh, I think about like uh, Natalia La Forcade, um, like she started with kind of like this like indie rock kind of sound and then like really got in touch with her roots and like kind of went like a more traditional route with her music but still like made it really like fresh and exciting and I feel like I've definitely not like explored that enough with kind of the music I've I've made, but listening to more music now and seeing how like other musicians are incorporating um, kind of like that history, not even like just like culturally, but like sonically even, which is still associated to the culture. Like 
it's it's really inspiring and like I, i'm hoping that like eventually i can i can put out like a song in spanish because i've i've definitely tried a couple of times but uh <laughs> my parents have had to spell check a lot and i just feel like when i do put something out i want it to be like exactly like what i want it to be like i want it to be perfect and um and really have like a deeper meaning like i don't want to just like write my first song in spanish to write one you know so hopefully down the line that's something i get to explore more so like thinking about that i i kind of was thinking about how like personally too um i grew up not really speaking spanish fluently <laughs> thinking about kind of like that you know that shift of like trying to stay connected to your roots um but also trying to be very authentic to yourself um is there you know any kind of times where you've uh, performed or have you performed in Spanish uh you know and how how has that made you feel yeah i did perform in spanish like probably for the first maybe for the first time like my own music i guess because i did write a song in spanish and this was like i think last year <laughs> and we we did the taste of chicago and um we were opening up for uh the atercio pelados um and i was like oh i want to write a song in spanish like i really want to like you know i don't know i just i was like i was like this is the moment like this is when my parents are gonna come and like i want to you know i just want to like do this and so i wrote one and i played it and like uh beforehand like my mom had like helped me kind of rewrite the lyrics so that they were like grammatically correct. I totally forgot what she wrote when I sang it. <laughs> and so I was just like I was just like yeah, I definitely need more like, you know, practice and time to do something like this, but it felt really cool um because there was like a large like Latin community there like specifically that day at, at the taste. So it felt really cool cuz like these little girls came up to me afterwards and like they were speaking in Spanish and like just like I don't know like just the having those moments where like you get to reconnect to something that is like so like I don't know, like it's unique I guess to you to your life like I don't every day get to you know speak Spanish or or like speak with someone who makes me feel like I'm you know like I like I don't know like not in my parents shoes but like almost as if like I'm my parents when they were young or something like it's I don't know it just makes me it makes me feel like I it, it's kind of like melancholic at the same time so kind of makes me feel like I've missed out like I'm something that like I now kind of feel like an outsider you know um in but like yeah I just I I think that's probably one of like the reasons why going forward i probably want to do more you know stuff in spanish cuz I, i i do want to like feel that again and connect more but yeah it's definitely like been one of those things in my life i'm just like i want to i want to do like more in spanish but i think it's like a comfort thing for me confidence thing like making sure i'm saying it the right way so that i can like really reach people and like communicate like my thoughts and ideas you know without any more barriers than there have already been you know so 
Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a really good point because there's already so many barriers for Latina people within whether it's in the music industry or just like in the art scenes in general. Um, so yeah, like thinking about your experiences specifically, like as a Latina person, um, thinking about also the Chicago DIY scene. Do you feel like you've uh, faced unique challenges or obstacles that other musicians might not encounter? And, and if you have, can you speak to how you navigated those challenges? Yeah, I mean, luckily the DIY scene was very like welcoming. Uh, like everyone was really nice when, um, when DIY was at its peak. Like, I feel like it's kind of like, I, I may be like too, not like far removed in a sense where like I'm above it or whatever, but just kind of like, I've been, I've been like literally like out of like the loop <laughs> like like everyone younger than me has has taken over and it's like it's not the same as it used to be before like I feel like there's more pockets of DIY now and it's like it's like you know just like groups of creative people coming together and they're like we are making like art and cool things and like I want to like you know I want to create a space where like we can share that um so I, I've been like following a lot of groups like that, which has been really cool. I've been seeing like a lot of like different like media groups and stuff start up, um, which is it's just it's just that's really nice to see. Because um, I mean, there was also like times where when you're playing like a DIY show where like everyone's kind of like in their own little worlds and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't remember there being that many other like, you know, I don't know. Like I can't, I can't really remember that there being that much diversity when I was like playing around, but I definitely don't think like there was anyone like who was like, no, like we, we don't want people, we don't want different people to like be playing shows with us or anything like that. But I think, um, I think that I think it was just like so big that like in my like indie group, I guess, whoever I was playing with, like it wasn't there wasn't like um, that that many people who like looked like me or or, you know, it was I just remember it was it was a lot of like the same kind of people. But yeah, I just uh, I just think that like now it's so different that I, I I can't even like remember like how I even felt like in those moments because like I just I don't know how many spaces are still going on that are still doing this but yeah I I don't think I had I luckily I don't I did not face too many obstacles and I, I feel like Chicago that's like definitely one of the best things about Chicago is that like we're we're ready to like embrace like different sounds, different people, you know, like, and, and, and I, I honestly, like, I, we've been living, uh, me and my boyfriend have been living in the suburbs for like the past six months or so. So I've been like really disconnected from like Chicago. Um, but I'm really excited to just kind of like start going out to more events and stuff. Um, and just like, like seeing like what people are doing. Cause I, I mean, I'm just 
like following the people I follow on Instagram and like living through them. But like, there's, there's just so many cool events that like young people are putting together. And like, I, I just like, can't wait to watch like the same way, like people watch like kind of like my journey in Chicago. Like I can't wait to watch everybody else's journey. Cause like, that's really exciting. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd say Chicago is a friendly place to come play your music in. <laughs> that's really cool. And that's really kind of you too. Cause I think, you know, Chicago still, still has one of those DIY scenes that are is still really growing, you know, like, LA and New York, I feel like their scenes are very like settled and grounded in, especially since like the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Chicago, it's still fluctuating, still growing. Uh, new artists are, you know, starting every single day. So, you know, do you have any maybe advice you would like to share to artists who are interested in getting involved in DIY? Yeah, I mean, definitely like, I, I think this in- advice is inspired by like what I've just been seeing but if there is if you're not seeing a space for you like make it um you know there's so many people in chicago um who i mean in in the world who will support you and you know love what you do like and and you know you should love what you do and so i i definitely feel like just the whole point of DIY is literally just go and do it. Like start playing wherever you can as often as you can, or just creating as often as you can. And like, and really just don't lose like sight of, of making connections like along the way. And I don't even mean that like in a networking sense, but it's just like you, you just gain so much inspiration from, like making friends or meeting other people or, you know, having different experiences. Um, I I feel like just being creative and wanting to like share your, um, your art with uh, other people is just like such a good opportunity to, to learn more about yourself and, and about, the world, I guess, but I don't know. In my mind, it's kind of like when you're uh, an artist, you're like traveling, except you're just like staying in the same place the whole time. Um, so definitely, just keep doing it. That's awesome, and I like that you mentioned community because I feel like that is a big keyword, especially just for DIY in general. Like being able to have that community that you can come back to, share your artwork, uh, share your interests with is so important. Um, so what, what role do you think or do you feel community and collaboration uh, play in the DIY scene? And how have you uh, personally worked to build relationships with other artists and organizers in the community? Yeah, I think um, especially like when Girl K was was just starting, like community was like the, you know, foundation. And it's really what like uh, what helped us like um get to experience and have as many opportunities as we had. Um, We found like people who, who like believed in Girl K and and the sound and like um, just, I mean, the people who were like helping like organize like DIY shows and stuff, like they're all now like working in venues, like booking artists and like 
they have like spreadsheets of, of everybody they've met who they know who plays music in case like, oh, someone's touring and they need an opening band. Let me look at my spreadsheet and I'll, I'll book them a show. So like, it's really crazy to have seen like how like not, not consistent, but like the, the community that I was in at the beginning, like their love for music and appreciating like the arts like carried on like they they kept it going and they like really committed to it and so like i feel like that's why um like being a part of a community or or even just getting involved in organizations like you're going to meet people like that along the way who like you know not only like do they do they understand uh some of the like you know some of the things we face, like as, as you know, artists, like you have you have uh, the ability to like to relate to each other, but you know you also just like you just like grow with each other, and it's like motivating um, and it's inspiring, and so like I definitely think just being a part of a community organization, whatever, like it it's like a, a good energy to have around you that like, you know, you, you give people energy and then also people give you energy to like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, I just feel like it's, um, it can be so hard to like, I isolate yourself and then do kind of the things that you love. Uh, because then you can end up feeling like, you know, you're the only one doing this. You're the only one who's like, you know, going through the doubts that artists have or whatever, like, it's just, it's nice to have someone who's in the same realm doing the same thing. Um, and yeah, so I, I definitely think like community is a big part of it. Like I'm so eager to get back to the community. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially like being able to, like you said, just have that community back you up and come, come together, especially when, maybe you you need that validation that, you know, maybe a project is, you know, that you're thinking in your head, you're not too confident about, you, you know, you have people who will back you up and be honest, you know, maybe, and help you kind of develop that. Um, kind of thinking about um, like resources and, and spaces that, you know, people can access within Chicago. The, a lot of the times it's hard to access music equipment, production equipment, learn these skills. Uh, how important do you feel it is for artists to have access to DIY spaces and resources and what may be some benefits or obstacles of working in this kind of environment? Yeah, so I honestly think that the, I mean, I think that you can like make music with whatever equipment you got. <laughs> um, my my setup for like recording ideas and stuff and if i wanted to like produce things i like i just have to like learn it but i i just have not done that but like i truly believe that like all you need is you know a microphone and like doesn't have to be that nice uh like they have free DAWs, like uh music softwares to like record like garage band it's pretty much like logic, just, you know, you have a few less features, but like if, you know, you, if you have like a MIDI keyboard, that's it. Those are cheap too. Facebook marketplace probably has got <laughs> a ton. Um, 
and like an audio interface, which again, like those, you know, they have, they have them as cheap as like, you know, like, I don't know, probably like, again, Facebook marketplace, maybe like 20 bucks or something. So like, um, that's like my setup. I just have, um, a MIDI keyboard, microphone, audio interface, and then like my computer and, and stuff. But like, I, I mean, like, again, just depends on kind of like what you're doing, but like, if, you know, if you're creating music, like, and, and you're just like, I guess if you want to like record and stuff, I feel like there's, there's like so many different ways to do it. Like even without, um, recording, like everything's like on YouTube nowadays. So like, I feel like, um, I feel like you like that internet is literally like a, a big resource. I saw like somebody on TikTok who was like literally recording with like this like free app on their phone and their AirPod mic. And now they have like millions of listeners. And I'm just like, like, that's, that's literally like, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's difficult if you don't have, I'll say like, if you have like a, a bigger idea in mind I guess like let's say you want to record an album or you want to make a music video or something like that like it is tougher to get like to execute those ideas or to execute like uh, an album that you're like you know super like happy with and stuff um when you don't have like you know maybe the money to like rent studio time because studio time is really expensive or money to like have someone mix it or master it for you um you know or like music videos super expensive so like um in that case like that's where DIY um comes back into play and and it and it's really exciting like and and also community um comes into play because you know even in my like even now, just like, I know so many people who like are just looking to record people like, because they have maybe like never done it, but have learned about it and like really want to do it. Or like they have been doing it and they just really want to like, you know, help and work with other people. So there are a lot of groups now too, who are, are helping with like artist residencies or even just like funding, or even just like, you know, there are producers who are like, Hey, like I'm doing, you know, free production work for like a, a free production work for like anybody or for someone who like fills out like an application or something. So like there are resources, resources out there. Um, and like when they're not as like directly in your face available, like definitely like look to your community and, um, definitely just like, you know, make it, make it fun. Don't make it stressful. Like try, try to make it work, but don't, don't, you know, stress yourself out over it. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it, it, a lot of people do get discouraged because, you know, they think you need a big publisher, you know, you need a big label to, to make music or even have people hear your sounds, but you did have a great point where, you know, you can make music on your phone and put on TikTok and, you know, have a million views and, you know, but it, it really does take that, I feel like self-belief, but also just the courage to just do it and to, to try as much as you want, as long as, you know, it comes from you and is very genuine and people connect with it, which I think 
what is what helps people connect with your music is being very genuine um then you can go very far um but yeah like talking about kind of like being an independent artist how important do you feel um it is for artists to have control over you know their own music publishing and distribution um and what might be some benefits of going the independent route yeah so um we did sign with a record label like was it <laughs> uh maybe two years ago now um and like that that was around the time where the taylor swift stuff was happening where she was like i'm re-recording my album because you know my old label you know has my masters captive and like um there's a lot that like there's a lot of like research i guess that you need to do like whenever you're are when you are considering and signing with the label and luckily i had like people in my life who were like really good at that kind of stuff but i can imagine if you're like a solo artist like and and maybe you you don't have like anyone who is too like well versed i guess in the music sphere that like it can be like really easy to fall into something that um in the end you didn't actually want so for me it was really important for us to like set those expectations like at the start and be like hey like we've never done this before i you know i know what's up <laughs> like i want to i want to keep my stuff and like i it's just kind of like you you have to like really identify like your your self worth i guess like and and really like as the music industry continues to evolve like so many artists are are making it doing the the things they do at like large uh larger capacities without labels um so like it, it's really just kind of like you have to believe that you can do it without a label um but you know there are some benefits to when you do want to sign to a label like if uh when it comes to, like distribution or whatever like you know it's kind of like signing to a label just puts those things kind of like in a in a package so you don't have to individually go and figure those things out but you could go and individually figure those things out so um definitely just you know do what's going to be right for you don't just do something because you think that's going to be like the next step in in your career like signing to a label it does not mean that you're going to be more successful than someone who's not on the label so it's just more so like you know go for go for what's going to work best for you in the long run that's really really great advice yeah cuz definitely like being kind of discouraged you know because you don't have that access yet it kind of hold back a lot of great artists from sharing amazing artwork and music you know talking about your past experiences you know doing a lot of the work for girl k on your own uh, can you kind of talk a little bit about you know or share a glimpse of kind of the work that you've had to do individually uh, when you were independent versus now you are signed to a record label which is congratulations um but can you yeah can you share a little bit about your experiences or what you kind of had to do on your own that maybe you didn't even realize that's something you had to do as an artist. Yeah, I oh there are so many things I didn't realize I had to do when I was starting. Uh I really just like I don't know when you're when you're kind of like uh 
starting to do music and you're you're wanting to make that uh transition of like starting to put it out and stuff um there's like a lot of things that come up along the way where you're just like oh i didn't know how i had to do that or like oh i didn't know this is how it worked kind of like even just uh uploading like your music to a, a platform like you 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 know i i went through like distro kid uh when i was first starting out cd baby and distro kid uh, but like that's like you know that's like just one of those things where it's just like oh i'm like filling this out and i'm like oh what's like ascap what's bmi like <laughs> so um again it's just like this i mean all the information's out there um when you're like trying to set stuff like up, that up i was like 17 so i was just like yeah whatever like i just want to put my music up on spotify <laughs> and so um yeah i mean i i really at the at the beginning of it i i didn't really know like what the next moves kind of were and i remember my sister was going to university of saint francis in uh, joliet and uh she worked well she was studying um music production and uh there was this uh teacher there who also ran the radio station um at the school and i i just remember like my sister telling him about like my music and which sunflower court was out at this time and like that was like when i first started seeing like people were like listening to my music so i was like okay like let's keep going let's do this thing um and like he was like yeah you got to get on like you got to get music blogs to write about you and stuff and i was like what like i thought like i thought i just like let people listen to my music and then you know like that was it um so you know at the start like it was a lot of like i was reaching out to blogs um to see if like they would write about my music and then i was uh taking every show that i could like i i remember like playing three like three shows in in one weekend like at at the start of it so um now whenever people like ask me like you know like how did you do this like how did you do this and i about like just kind of getting started and and playing and and making music i was like honestly like i don't know cuz like it was it just really felt like such a Uh, like a, a a blur of like kind of like it just happened like i i feel like really lucky that like i just kind of like uh played like my first show in chicago and then from there like i was playing shows in chicago all the time so like i really like wasn't until a couple of years later i was like how do i write an email to a music venue saying that i want to play a show or like how do i reach out to an artist that i want to open for so like it's it's going to be like an ever evolving learning uh what's it called <laughs> learning situation i guess yeah so um so yeah i i i think just um it, it's it's can be a little stressful sometimes but like um luckily i had uh bandmates who you know were were with me every step of the way so again the community your friends yeah. like <laughs> you got to have you got to have you know somebody who you who you can like really like talk to uh about about like just making music and stuff or just someone you can relate to cuz 
someone you trust too mm -hmm. in general like even if they're not in music but just someone who you can sit down with and be like hi i'm feeling like pretty uneasy about you know this or like what do you think i should do here you know kind of just just that aspect i guess the business part of music um can be pretty stressful and like weird to navigate because we're all just like people talking to people and it's like i don't know how to talk to these people so um yeah just i'm still i'm still learning <laughs> true true learning every day as we grow yes. um, i like that you you kind of mentioned uh just like being able to like reach out to different venues, things like that, like performing across Chicago. Can you kind of talk a little bit about, you know, the role that DIY spaces and venues played in your band's development and how you were kind of able to, or just that process of like reaching out to a venue to play? Yeah. So at first, um, I, the first like house show, I, the first show I played in Chicago, um, I think, was a house show. If not, it was like a, a, a venue that no longer exists. Um, but I can't remember the name of it either. But it, they, you know, they were just shows that um, I had actually, yeah, the first show in Chicago was a house show. <laughs> and um, from there, like, this was like around the time where you know, uh, Beach Bunny was also like, uh, just, I think they just had like, maybe, no, they didn't graduate yet from like college, but they were, you know, near the end of like graduating college, but we were all still pretty young and stuff. Now we're, now we're old, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just like, I don't know. It was just like such a, it feels like a, a dream, like looking back on this, on those moments but um we were all just like playing the same like diy shows at like different houses lots of basements uh lots of like apartments that had people who were cool with having diy shows and stuff um and then eventually like uh we got like you know to we got asked to like play shows at venues um and so like again like people were just kind of like asking us versus like me having to like reach out so like at one point i was like oh i see a show i want to play or i see a venue that i want to play like for a release show or something like that like i have to reach out to these people um and so those emails used to really really scare me because i wanted to make a, a good impression and like you know, establish like a good relationship with venues. Um, but then I just, I, I ended up meeting a, a lot of the people who were booking me because they would come to the show or something. And uh, we talk and like, they're, they're, you know, everyone's just people. So um, I think uh, I've gotten a lot of advice of just kind of like, you just gotta like, you know, be genuine, just keep it short and sweet to the point like don't overthink it um so i'm still practicing that when i'm writing emails now but uh definitely like a lot of the venues have been like pretty supportive of of local artists so i i think when it comes to like booking shows in chicago specifically um since i'm not really like familiar with like the diy scene anymore but like 
I don't know how to get in touch with people who run DIY spaces, but um, in terms of like Chicago venues, I guess just like, you know, their emails, their emails are all on their websites, like usually with the, the people who book the shows, just reach out. You know, a lot of them are, are, are really nice and uh, people who were also uh, in, in the scene going to shows uh, before they were the ones booking the shows. So like they, they support music. True. I definitely feel like I've been to a couple of shows and I've met people who are like, yeah, I run this venue or I, I work here. I do lights here. And it's really cool to kind of also, when you go into a show, you kind of meet people who are like, you know, not specifically in the DIY scene themselves, but are, I feel like even learning from people in the DIY scene or have grown from the DIY scene yeah. to uh, run like bigger venues, you know, things like that and working with more artists. Um, thinking about your experiences uh, performing in Chicago, is there maybe a favorite or core memory that you have from performing live? Hmm. That's a tough one. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like a really, I think, I think my favorite show will probably always be when we did the release show for, for, for now at uh, Shuba's. Um, it was like sometime in March. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I, I just like, that was, I, I feel like that album specifically, like, that was the one that came out after Sunflower Court. So um, it was like the first album that I put out with like an actual band playing like on on the record and like after us having played shows in, in the city and, and again, like building like a community around Girl K, I guess. And just also like, you know, making friends and like um, just getting more experience as like performers too. So I, I just remember like I, I made these like huge banners with like sparkles all over them and like hung them up on the venue and uh, and like all seeing like all my friends and stuff and just being really surprised because like the show also sold out. And I was just like that, like that was really a time where I just like felt like so much love. And I felt like I I felt like we had like established like a, a really like uh welcoming space like as a band um so i think i think that's probably like the most memorable show uh in terms of just like i i just remember like being so happy <laughs> that's awesome and that's that's a really sweet memory that's cool thinking about your experiences um like kind of balancing you know uh, music and you know your creative pursuit uh, how do, how do you balance your personal life with your creative pursuits, and you know maybe how does uh, music play a role in your overall well being? Yeah, um, it's definitely like hard to balance both. Um, like I feel like I've definitely had like my Hannah Montana moments where it's like one day I'm like playing the coolest show ever, and then like the next day I'm back working my job like in sweatpants and like. <laughs> I have to like, you know, take my dog out on walks and, and, you know, so like it's, I mean, I love my dog. I love taking him on walks, but, <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, it's like, it's definitely like a, a hard shift. Like there's no transition from like, you know, living, living the dream to like, you know, just like day to day, I guess. Definitely like I, I want to be doing like as music as much as I can. So like, it's hard when I'm not doing it. And um, this past year was probably like, like the hardest for me, I guess, in that sense is because um, not only was I not living in Chicago, so like I couldn't do as much as I usually do, um, but I was also just like, I didn't have like really, uh, like, I just like wasn't like experiencing anything or like, I wasn't really like in a space where like, um, where I felt like I could do anything music wise because that's just not like where my life was at, at the time. So like, I was really trying hard to like kind of separate myself from that feeling of like needing to be, you know, needing to have like music be my life and stuff. Um, because there are just like so many other things about myself that like I want to explore, like so many other things I want to do. Like, like, you know, I also want to uh, get into like visual art and stuff, like actually make like uh, establishing myself more as kind of like an artist for versus like a musical artist. Um, so that's something that I've been really wanting to do, but it's definitely hard because I, I just like have always, you know, had a big dream about like being uh, a musician and, and, you know, uh, uh, it's been, it's been, there've been moments in my life where it's been really hard to like kind of be more realistic about that and and just remember that it's like so hard <laughs> um but also like uh, i guess now like where i'm at is just um being like really uh like uh not com comfortable like in a negative sense but like not feeling so anxious about kind of like my progression in in music i guess like I don't need to be leveling up every single, you know, every single time I'm going to do something music wise. Like it do that's, doesn't need to be like the end goal, I guess. Um, so that's really kind of like what I've been, I've been trying to do is like, I feel like that um, uh, just being kind of like uh, easy on yourself in that sense where it's like, you know, don't worry too much about like what other people are doing, like, or, or you're, what you're not doing or what you haven't done. Like, you just gotta like keep doing it. Otherwise, like, you know, you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to, to relax. <laughs> true, true. Cause I'm thinking about like, just a lot of different artists you said that you are really interested in going into visual arts um, and, you know, defining yourself as a visual artist as well as a musician. Um, and just being a well-rounded, you know, artist in general, um, thinking about like, you know, a lot of famous people who have done the same. I mean, my, the first comes to mind is Basquiat because he did have a band and is also one of the most uh, world-renowned artists um, in, in, you know, ever. Uh, thinking about kind of how you can kind of bring those together in in your music you know i i think i've seen kind of your merch and i'm seeing that you've designed some of your merch um or even your music videos um how you know maybe for an example how can uh or how have you been able to use art uh within you know your musical endeavors or you know even 
from you know designing your merch to creating a music video yeah i mean it's definitely like allowed me to to like make art um i guess with purpose because a lot of the time a lot of my art is just kind of like whatever i want it like whatever i feel like drawing in the moment like i know i don't often have like planned ideas when i'm making stuff um but like in that sense, like it's kind of like a, a mix of both where it's just like, well, I know I'm design designing for like Girl K stuff and I have kind of like um, sort of like a, an overarching like theme, I guess, for whatever that the era is of, <laughs> of, of the music that we're putting out. Um, so like, let me use that to like direct um, the art that I want to make for like album covers. Um, yeah, I, but I, it's definitely like, um, uh, also been tricky, I guess. Cause like, uh, having to set that, um, inspiration, I guess can, can be like a brain fog moment for me where I'm just like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> like, I don't know what to draw or whatever. Like, um, so, and it's it took me a while to to uh, reach out to someone else to make album art for Girl K just because I I did like the fact that I was doing everything myself but it I mean it does take a lot of time um, especially for something like album art so um, the most recent album art was done by a member in uh, Divino Nino so that was like a uh, like. I, I loved that because I love Divino Nino so much. So like, so I was like, oh yeah, I love their art. And like, I just think, uh, I just think it's like a, a nice little like personal, like worlds collide kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to get more into like, I, when I first started Girl K, I used to like make, make my own clothes, like modify the clothes that I was going to wear on stage like and stuff. So I want to kind of get back into that because I have an idea for like an outfit that I want to make. <laughs> yes, definitely do that. Because I will say like your fits for performing have always been amazing. Like just being able to, you know, it's it's also that, you know, that visual piece to the to the music where you you know, you're playing music, but you also like you look like you're having so much fun doing it. And even, you know, I feel like the process of getting ready to to play music, you want to feel at home in yourself and, you know, in the venue. So I feel like, you know, being able to have really cool outfits and being able to do that for yourself is just, you know, that kind of part of that get, you know, making yourself feel at home when you're performing in front of a lot of strangers. Yes, absolutely. It's like, I call them like my Girl K costumes, but they're not even costumes because like I would wear them every day if I could. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> kind of thinking about like, I think we talked a little bit about um, your, you know, your creative um, process. Uh, can you maybe give us a glimpse into maybe how a song becomes a music video or that process? Yeah. So uh, sometimes I just kind of like listening to the song and I like get an idea for, for like what, or I just like get like a, uh, like one visual and then I like run off with it. Like um, for example, like um, I, I think like the best one I'm thinking of is probably girl case for the people um for that song like i immediately was like 
oh, I want to like dance in this video. Like <laughs> I want to do some kind of dance in this video because it's just like so upbeat and it and um, eventually I was just like, well, you know, cheerleader, like I think uh, having like a, a cheerleader scene because it's kind of just like it's got that vibe to it. Like it's almost sounds like a cheer at certain points in the song um, would be really cool. And then from there, I kind of like build around that. So um, it's definitely just like something pops into my head and I can't let it go. So I have to figure out how to make it work. That's really cool. I like that you said that it kind of comes to you as like one visual and you kind of go from there. I feel like just that process could be so stressful, you know, for anybody, um, especially as like somebody trying to do this on your on their own. Uh, so I, I like that it's very, very honest, but also very grounded in that, like, it's not a bunch of different people telling you what to do. It's kind of like, you know, I have this vision for my song to, you know, to make it come to life in a video. And that's that's really cool. Um, kind of thinking about, like, you know, looking ahead, um, you know, what are your goals for, you know, your music career and Girl K as a whole, maybe in terms of, you know, songwriting, recording and you know, maybe how do you plan or, you know, do you have a plan for how you can achieve those goals in the coming years? Yeah, so I think as far as Girl K, like uh, we we are working on music for hopefully this year, but it's you, you just never know because the recording process is so daunting and like we're specifically working on like a pop sound really. So um I feel like there's a, like a lot, I mean, it's, it's hard to record like a live band and it's hard to make like a pop record that sounds like pristine, I guess, especially when we're not like, I'm not working with Jack Antonoff or anything like that. So like, you know, I don't have like millions of dollars to make, uh, you know, a Taylor Swift record. So it's, it's definitely, um, I'm, I'm definitely excited for, for like, kind of what we're going to put out. And then uh, I'm also hoping to start like uh, just like a side like solo project because I have a lot of um, just like I have a, I just have a lot of like songs that I I've written that are are like I, I guess like more reminiscent of kind of like before of, of kind of like the Sunflower Court vibes. Um, but, you know, still kind of like more modern with like today's music and stuff. So just like another avenue to ex explore something um, and try new things. That's awesome. And I know I'm very familiar with, you know, Sunflower Court and some of your, your pieces that have come out. Uh, but for some of our listeners who might be being introduced to you for the first time today, what might be like a song or, you know, a specific album off, or a song off of an album that, you know, you feel like they should start with to, to really get to know the music of Girl K? Yeah, I feel like a good one to start with is probably Neighbors. Uh, it's the one that started it all. And I feel like even though that was like the first song um, that I really like, put on I feel like um it's kind of like the start of of Girl K and in, in, in terms of like the public. <laughs> um it it has like it, it kind of like predicted the future I guess in a little bit of just kind of like it's it did have it is mostly like indie rock but like it has a, a very like 
pop feel to it too um at certain points so i feel like it it's just kind of like tells you exactly where it's going that's awesome i i second that <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about i think you mentioned a little bit about how you have some you know personal projects coming up and and with girl k um is there anything you know like maybe within the next year that is coming up for Go K or any new projects uh, that you'd like to share about for the band or, you know, anything for yourself, whether it's music or even art related, you know? Yeah, I guess um, just keep an eye out because <laughs> definitely, definitely trying to release some music this year, um, probably in the warmer months. So uh, I, hopefully we can get music out for then um and then solo stuff's probably gonna come a little after that just because i can't handle too much at once but um definitely we'll be playing more shows hopefully now that we're back in chicago so um yeah i just i i can't wait to see everyone <laughs> yeah i'm also very excited to you know, as the summer comes to start going back to more shows safely because there's still mm -hmm. a pandemic going on. Um, but I'm really excited, you know, to see what comes next from Girl K and yourself. Um, where can we find your music or, you know, where can we keep in touch? Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and I'm on TikTok. <laughs> um, mostly watching videos, not really making them, but... <laughs> um and uh music's on everything that you can listen to music on well thank you so much like i have learned so much from you and i'm so excited for you know everything that's to come but also excited for you know for people to to listen to this interview and to kind of learn a lot as well i kind of feel like this is a little guide for you know for people who are trying to enter the music scene or even the diy scene to getting to to know a couple of the resources that you've shared um, and your experiences, I feel like can help navigate a lot of people who are who are starting on their own. You know, even me personally, I really want to get into music, so I feel like being able to hear from people who are doing it and are are growing as well is is very inspiring. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time out to, uh, to chat today. It was really an honor to have you on today's show to hear your perspectives. And, and your creative process. Um, yeah, if you would, you know, anything else that you would like to share before, you know, we end today's interview, I'd be so happy to hear. Yeah, just, just really thank you. Um, this has been really fun and um, I think you're a great host. So, <laughs> and these, these were really fun questions to answer. So thank you again uh, to everyone who um, helps put this together. Thank you so much, Kathy.